Thank you, everyone. Thank you. It is always a joy to come here. And um, yeah, like Dan always says, thanks for coming up. But for, for Kerry and I, it's thanks for how you journey with us and thanks for how you, how you pray for us. And I feel like we get each other. I feel like, yeah. And thanks for saying that I've gone past the status of guest speaker and there's a little bit of regular in there. There's a, in another church where I do a little bit of, a bit of guest but regular, they added me to their planning centre sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, and it meant a lot to me. Yeah, so I don't know what you guys use, but, uh, but you know, just if you're thinking about that, you might... Um, you know that song, God, I Look to You? God, I love that song. It's, it's, it's really cool. But my brain doesn't know if it's vision or wisdom. Do, do, you know, do you know that? You know how we sang that song? Lord, God, I look to you. You where my help comes from. Give me, and my brain's like, give me what? Give me vision, give me wisdom. Which one is it? And so I sing, give me vision. That's what happens for me in that song. But I do love that song and I've ruined it here from now on, haven't I? <laughs> Brave Space. That's the title of the, of the message this morning, Brave Space, Learning to be Brave with God. This is, uh, this is Joshua 1, verse 1 to 9. Let's just, uh, Holy Spirit, will you read us your word this morning? Like a father reads to their child, would you read your word to us in Jesus' name? Um, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord... The Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give them to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised, Moses. Your territory will Extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you or forsake you. Be strong. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you'll be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. <laughs> wow, that's a cool passage. You know, a little while ago, my 12-year-old son, Isaiah, who got baptised here a while back, we were 
It's really cool. He's just turned 12. But a little while ago, he wanted to be able to do backflips. A few of his mates from school had been out on the trampoline with him and they were doing them. And he came in after they'd gone home and said, oh, I really want to do, I'm going to go do backflips, Dad. And I was like, oh, I'm not sure backflips, like, they're not just somersaults, you know. They're not, you know, backflips are the next level. I said, I don't think you just go out and pull a backflip. I think, I think we should perhaps journey together, spend a little bit of time um, to avoid broken necks and things like that. So um, anyway, he, he was like, yeah, I really want to. So we went, yep, all right, I'm going to help, I'm going to help. I'm not a gymnast. I'm thinking, how am I going to help him do a backflip? I, I can't walk up to the trampoline without pulling a muscle. But anyway, we got on a YouTube and we looked at how you how you learn how to do backflips. I have a gymnast friend. I asked him, I said, if, he's, if I was, oh, I want to do backflips, what, what are we working on there? And he told me a few things. We, we broke the elements of doing a backflip down. We practiced each one, the jump, the tuck, the, the roll back, you know, all that. We did that individually. And then it came time to sort of put the thing together. And so we jumped up on that trampoline and it started by me literally grabbing him and just throwing him backwards like that, you know? And then and he got used to the motion. And then after that, I just had to put a one arm under his backside and one arm across his back like that. And he started doing it with me there. And then the more he did it, I then was able to take that hand away. And he just started backflipping over this arm that was out like that. We did it more and more. And before long, I noticed he was hardly touching that arm at all. And so I just, without telling him, took it away. And, and he just... He just started backflipping on the trampoline. It was really good. He did like 20 backflips on that day. And then I said, mate, my arms aren't even there. He's like, hey, I did backflips. It was so good. The big moment for him was, though, the next day because he's cu- he was going to his cousin's place. And he was like, this is my moment. I'm ripping out the backflip. So off he went. And I could tell his eyes were glistening with the anticipation of, I'm about to do my first backflip. And so when he came home, I was really interested. I said, mate, tell me how'd it go? How'd the backflip go? And he kind of, he looked a bit down. He goes, yeah, well, when I learn to do them properly, it'll be good, won't it? Like, mm. I said, what do, you, what do you mean, learn to do them properly? He goes, well, I, I couldn't do one there. I said, what do you mean you couldn't do one there? I saw you did 20 backflips yesterday. And when we're out together on the backyard in the tramp, and he said, yeah, that's, that's the problem. I can't do them when you're not there. Huh. I was like, wow, that line really stuck. I thought, oh. So for Isaiah to be fully free to be able to enter into his desired new day of doing backflips, it wasn't about just learning the skill of doing a backflip. It was about learning to be brave, to do a backflip. I reflected on that a lot. To do a backflip, it's risky. You've got to jump high. You've got to throw yourself backwards without looking. It's a dangerous, scary thing. And, and what Isaiah discovered when he went to his cousins is that though he had learned how to do the skill of a backflip, he'd not gone on that journey of learning how to be brave to do a backflip and so it stopped him he couldn't enter in freely then I reflected on how it helped because I love him I want him to enter his new day 
And I'd given all I had to help him. We'd broken down the elements. We'd practiced the skills. We'd done the stuff. But when it came time to put it all together, I made him feel completely safe. I was saying to him in his ears as he came to that point where he needed to take the risk, I was saying, it's impossible for, her, for you to hurt yourself here. I will, or, like, I've got you. You cannot hurt yourself. This is not dangerous with me here. I'm here. Which was kind of what a loving father does. Hey, better than the opposite. But, but there comes a moment. There comes a moment where actually the help he needs from me is not about helping him do the stuff. And there comes a moment where the help he needs from me is not about being made feel safe. There comes a moment in that journey where the help he needs from me is actually help for him to be brave. That's what he needs. Only then when he learns the journey of how to be brave to do backflips is he truly free to do them. Hmm. Wow. That was revelatory for me. And then in that moment, it was revelatory for me before God. Because how many people here have found that in, like for parents in the room, as a father, I thought, great, I've arrived. I can now tell someone what to do. What I've found is actually it's just an opportunity for God to show me more of what he does for me. You know, they're the learning moments. God goes, Tim, as Isaiah needs your help to be brave, you need my help to learn to be brave. He said, Tim, you often want me just to do the stuff. You often look to me to make you feel safer and to take the dangers away and all that. He said, the reality is there are points in your journey where the biggest help you need from me is actually help for you to be brave. To push beyond the realm of your known and to step into territory that inevitably feels unsafe. Because it's new. To be able to step beyond your own expectations towards dangers and obstacles that you think are impossible and learn what that journey's like so I can deliver you and bring you into your new day. He said, you often don't need me to do this stuff. You often don't need me to make you feel safe. You need me to make you be brave. To be brave. To fulfill the desires you have to take you to places of deeper kingdom purpose. To bring healing to your life greater than you can imagine. Hmm. Brave space. Learning to be brave with God. I don't know if you noticed in the passage we read this morning, there's instruction from God in there. There is. There's also reassurance from God in there. There is. But there's a repeated line. Be strong and courageous that's help to be brave that's what that is it's repeated it's emphasized I want to show you what's going on I'm a maps person I love maps if we can have the map up on the screen there's something that I'll yeah sorry it's a bit detaily um, but at this point in the story the Israelites are up here maybe around two million of them on on this side of the Jordan River and, and God's saying, this is it. You guys are, this is where I'm taking you. We're crossing that flooded river Jordan. And we're going into the promised land. This is it. Let's go. But some will already know that this is not the first time that the Israelites found themselves on the cusp of entering 
the promised land that was promised by the Lord. If you trace their journey back 40 years, they sort of came up this way and they've been wandering around in this area here for 40 years because God had brought them up out of Egypt, out of slavery, taken down to Sinai and led them to this place here at Kadesh Barnea. They, 40 years earlier, were on the edge of the same promised land with the same promises of God being spoken over them with the same potential to move into the promised land as they had now, but they didn't go in. Ha! Why not? Why? Because they came up with this plan to send a delegation into the promised land. Spies, send a delegation. We're not sure about that place, so let's spy it out. The spies went in and they came back out. And do you remember the spies' report? It said something like they said, well, indeed it is a very good land. Really good. Look, we've bought grapes. And the people looked at the grapes that were slung between two poles, you know, and the people went, they are good grapes, really good grapes. But the spies also said, however, there are some Dwayne Johnson-sized kind of Hulk-looking soldiers in that land and their cities are well fortified, like, whew, there's some big walls. And it says on hearing this report that the Israelites literally went weak at the knees and they, they shook in fear. And they said, because they felt like that, well, we're not. We're not going in there. Mm-mm. No, we're nomads. We've been wandering in the desert. We're not soldiers. We'll be annihilated. So they, they when they felt, they, when they saw the danger, when they felt afraid, they, they stopped in the face of danger. They wouldn't move into the unsafe looking new. And, and they turned around because of the obstacles that they saw. And they, they said, we're not, risk, we're not risking our lives to enter that place of promised blessing. Even if it means we're going to wander in the desert. We'd rather that. That's safer. Even if we backtracked all the way to Egypt and submitted ourselves to slavery yet again. That's, that's what we're going to get. And they didn't enter in. So why was it? Was it that God wasn't going to deliver them? No. God would have. Was it that they, they didn't have the potential, that it was beyond them? No. They did have the potential. God had called them. It was going to work. The reason they didn't enter into the blessed, the fullness of the blessed territory was for the same reason as I wasn't free to do backflips. They hadn't learned to be brave. Their journey was one of turning around at danger. Their journey was one was, well, we'll move when the dangers are taken away, when the obstacles are gone. But what they hadn't learned was how to step bravely with God, like maybe they didn't think that was part of the journey. They had something to learn. That, all of that, is why this time round, 40 years later, up there on the edge of the flooded River Jordan, God's help, yep, he gave them instruction. And yes, God reassured them. 
But the most part of his help was saying, it is time to be brave. It is time to be strong and courageous. You can't miss it. If my high school English teacher was reading this passage, she would say, well, that's needless repetition. (laughs) Strong and courageous. You need to find other words for that. It's just the same thing over and over again. You need to be a little bit more, you know. But I like it. God, God, repetition for emphasis. Verse 6, listen, listen to these. Be strong and courageous because you, you will. You will lead these people and you're going in. Be strong and very courageous that you may, you'll be successful wherever you go. There is the part in there about obeying the word, but you'll be successful. And verse, no, I love verse 9. Be strong and courageous and then don't be afraid. Don't. Don't be discouraged like you were last time. Like, remember 40 years back, that's what happened. Afraid and discouraged and it stopped everything. Because the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. This is how God helped the Israelites on the verge of moving into the biggest season of blessing in their lives. God says, hey, I'm taking you there. But you need to know, this next bit, it's not going to feel safe. And there's dangers. You need to know that. But what I'm saying is, don't let the dangers alter your response. Make you run away. Make the decision in the face of dangers to do something you haven't done before and be brave with me. And move. Step beyond your known. Step over that border into new territory. Brave space with God. It's the place he actually likes the most. Brave space with God. Learn to be brave with me. It's time. And kingdom blessing and purpose will come like you've never dreamed. You know, just like God was leading those Israelites, very clearly, step by step, right to the edge of the promised land, I wholeheartedly believe that God's leading you. Hey, individually uh, and together as a group of people before him. He, he is always, he's leading you through seasons of wilderness and seasons where you've felt like there's no landmarks, where you've felt lost. There's places of danger. But he's taking you to places of deeper blessing and I believe God's leading to to bring healing and restoration to areas of injury and confusion and stuckness in your life, where you've relied on survival techniques and they've served you okay, but he's saying now there's more and we need to step beyond those realms now. And you don't know that territory and it looks dangerous and you're scared, I believe God is working to establish you in a good land where if you heard the words of kingdom purpose that he intends to bless you with and work through you, you would automatically feel overwhelmed because it's too big. It's too big. As I prayed ahead of this moment, I got the strong impression that you already know these words. Yeah, God has spoken kingdom purpose and direction over individuals and over the church recently, God didn't tell me what the words were. He just said, I've, I've, I've been doing this. 
So you know the words. You know what he's calling of you. You've had the words spoken prophetically over you. And you know the tension that comes. Not the tension that comes because you don't know what God said and you're trying to work that out. It's the tension that comes because you can already see obstacles. There's a flooded river, Jordan, between you and the promised land. And you can already see that in what God has spoken over you. And it makes it look impossible for you to enter your future, the fullness of what God has. And maybe till now you've only known to stop at the flooded river and await for another season before you go. Or maybe you know there's a giant in the land. Mm. There's, a, there's a fear, there's a giant, there's a force that you know is going to rise up and make it really difficult for you. Or maybe you know there's strongholds, like there's fortified cities in that place where God is calling you and you don't, you, for the life of you, you can't work out how you'd overcome that. It could be either in the land or it could be in your heart in what it is to make that journey. And you're thinking, that, well, that, I mean, that's just going to be, that's just reckless if I went there. That's what the Israelites would have thought. They would have thought, this is death. Hmm. Maybe it looks like that. I want to say if, if those things are a description in any way of your journey at the moment, I just, God's always gentle, but he's relentless too. I just want to suggest that maybe this is a season where God's help for you is predominantly coming in a call to be brave. Because we're often hoping that the ob- we'll know when to go because the obstacle will be dismantled. Or we'll know when to move because the flooded river will just go back to a normal trickle and then it'll be safer to cross. Mm-mm. Be brave. Be strong and courageous. God, I think he's saying to you today, hey, you need to know this next bit. It's actually about learning to be brave with me. It's not going to feel safe. And you're right in your perception. There are some dangers. I think God's saying, but whatever you do, do not, don't stop this time. Don't stop this time. Be strong and courageous, though it looks dangerous. Because I am taking you to great places. Be strong and courageous with me, though it looks impossible. God's saying, it's going to work. It's going to work. It will work. Be strong and courageous because regardless of what you face, God's saying, I will never, ever leave you, especially in the places where you feel most vulnerable as you step out in danger. I'm never, I'm never leaving you. I will not leave you. You won't be alone. I'll be with you. God's saying it's time to learn to be brave. It's time to venture in brave spaces. It's actually the only place we learn anything. It's time to venture bravely. Let me show you these pictures, these next ones. Ah, they're of our Carrie and me getting married. Ha ah, check it out. What a day. Dan and Liz were there. That was cool. Lots of smiles, like a really momentous day. It was really cool. Do you know that there's something you can't see in those pictures? And I don't talk about this all that often. It's my anxiety. Hmm. <laughs> That's a cool day. But I was, I was in the middle of a struggle with anxiety. 
uh, I'd had some pain in this area of my life in romantic relationships. It, it, hear me clearly, it was nothing about Kerry. Man, Kerry took a risk on going for me, let me tell you. <laughs> There'd been some damage in my life. I was confused in this area of romantic relationships and it left me in a place where I just didn't know how I could peacefully move forward. And, um, and so... You know, I, I, had two, I had two ways, two techniques of survival. Either steer clear of romantic relationships forever, you know. The other one was to cut off any romantic relationship that even sort of might come on the radar before it can happen and you'll be safe. And I was, that, that, that was a pretty effective technique. Um, uh, but I was alone. <laughs> yeah. And the other desire of my heart was not to be alone. It was to be with someone. And so when things started happening between Kerry and I, for me it was exciting, really exciting and terrifying. It was. There was something about Kerry deep down I knew this is a thing. And so I was excited and I was afraid because I knew my anxiety would come. And it did. <clears throat> and it did. So Kerry and I talked about it. And... Um, and we decided that for us it was going to be marriage or nothing. And, uh, and don't, don't use my story as a guide for you, all right? Because saying it back, it sounds, it sounds reckless. But anyway, we actually sat down before we were even dating and prayed, God, we, we, we need to know this. We need to, we need to know because there's lots of, lots of dangers. There's lots of potential too, but there's lots of dangers. And so we prayed. We literally sat down before we'd even, we'd, I think we'd been on one sort of date. And we sat down and said, God, are you in this? Is, is this, is us getting married, what, what you've got for us? The moment those words were out of my mouth, the room got brighter. I only knew to look at the lights to see who'd, who'd turned them up, but I didn't have dimmers. The room got brighter and, and, the, and I opened one eye and looked at Kerry and she was looking back at me and she's like, are you, are you getting that too? And I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah, there's like this energy I'd never experienced before. And God made it clear. He said in that moment to me, he said, Tim, this, this is a thing. Kerry and you should be together. Um, and so this is a season for you not to do what you normally do. This is a season for you to venture bravely. I never dreamed I might need to venture bravely in this area of my life. You know, you get told that you're just going to know. And everything's, the violins are going to be playing, it's going to be great. You're just going to know that everything, for me, it wasn't like that. I love Kerry, don't get me wrong. And I've got to say all the nice things because she's sitting in the room back there. <laughs> love you, Dale. <laughs> love you. Uh, this was a moment God said, Tim, this is season. You need to learn to be brave here. You need to go. I'm not, I'm not taking this away up front. I'm just calling you to front it all, move towards it, step towards it, step beyond what you know because this is going to be good. So I said I do. <laughs> we went there on that day and I said I do and, f and for me that day was beautiful. It, it was the beginning of an incredible work of God's healing in my life. It, it was over, over time. My anxiety actually got worse before it got better. But over time, I've been released. And it's 15 years down the track now. I'm deeply in love with Kerry Lynn Sweetman. We have a, we, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing and I'm released. But at the time, whew, that was scary. That was scary. Hmm. I found this...
I found this picture. I thought it talks about bravery really well. Look at that. It's really not being brave if you're not scared. <laughs> Take a moment, reflect what's going on in your life. What's God saying to you? What are the prophetic words you've had spoken over you? What are the recurring things of God's destiny and promise for you that keeps coming? Words of purpose and power that when you hear them, you feel overwhelmed and you think, that's, ooh, that's too big for me. Hmm. Maybe there's a woundedness in your life that God keeps putting his finger on and he kind of is saying, we're going beyond that now. We're going beyond that now, but it seems like it's a venture into territory that's just dangerous and hard for you in your life. Maybe the Holy Spirit is moving an area of blessing that you've longed for, but you've got a flooded River Jordan, and you don't know how to get across that. And you're like, I, I don't know how to, how to venture Whatever it is for you, the call to be brave with God, I'm telling you, part of the essence of it is that it's going to be scary. It is going to be scary. That's part of it. So I want, you to, I, I, so I want to show you this. Remember I said Isaiah could do backflips, but he was stopped from doing backflips because he was afraid to do backflips and he hadn't learned how to front that fear and journey bravely? Well, once we kind of realised that, we, we got working on that. And I said, well, I don't need to teach you the skill of backflips anymore, hey, because you know it, but what are we going to do about being brave? How, how, do, how do you work on that? How do you help? And he goes, well, what happens for me is that I, I'm bouncing up and down there and I count myself in, three, two, one, and he goes, when I get to one, my brain says, you are about to launch yourself backwards without looking. <laughs> he goes, in the moment where I know I need to give it all, my body fills with fear and I, and I hesitate. I just can't jump in that moment. And so we talked about what that fear was actually like for him. We talked about the experience he was having with it, what message his fear was telling him and how he was responding to it. And he said, I don't want to respond like that anymore. I want to do this. I said, well, how do you want to respond to the message that fear is telling you? And he thought about it and he's like, I just want to jump when I feel afraid. I'm like, all right, let's try that. And he said, oh, I think I could be helped in jumping when I'm afraid if you do the counting and I just think about being brave. I'm like, all right, that sounds good. So out we went and we got jumping and I said, all right, mate, I'm going to count it down and you go. And I went three, two, one and... This, this happened. Look at that. There he goes, just, just to make sure. The second one was just to make sure. I actually just did that. I actually did that. And he, he, he's, he's backflipping and he's free. He doesn't just know how to do a backflip. He knows how to be brave to do a backflip now. He looked at me when he landed and he said, actually, Dad, I, that wasn't such a big deal, was it? I kind of made, I kind of, kind of got there in the end, didn't I? And I'm like, you did, mate, you did. 
That was Isaiah's better day. And, and, and that, that came because he decided to be brave. It didn't come primarily because he knew how to do it. It came because he decided to be brave. And it came when I realised I need to help him be brave. <laughs> you imagine what can happen when the God of the universe, we sang before, he reigns, he reigns. He is over everything. The God of this universe who reigns is going to take you to the promised land, your promised land, in every single way. And his help comes for you most often in crucial seasons, not by taking away the dangers and not by showing you beforehand that he is going to deliver you. He works in ways where he says, now you will only be truly free when you learn to step bravely. Oh, he'll catch you. There's no question. And you do have what it takes. He wouldn't ask you otherwise. He knows. He knows the best way you can be helped, you can be blessed, you can grow, you can see kingdom purpose happening. He knows the best way that can happen and the most freest way that can happen where your fear will be conquered and will go is not to take the hardships away, but to say, we're going now. Brave space now. You've turned away before. I've brought you back to this again. Now, brave space. Step out and go. You know, he called the Israelites to step into the flooded river. <laughs> he didn't just say, it's going to part. When that happens, you go. He went, wait in. There's two million people. There's a whole nation He's calling to, to just walk towards a flooded river. And they did. They were brave. That's pretty brave. The moment the feet touched the water, 20 kilometres upstream, the water started to pool. They wouldn't have even seen it. They wouldn't have even seen where that was happening. But over the next few moments, the water stopped flowing. God did the most incredible miracle and a whole nation entered the promised land. Then there was Jericho, that stronghold, the walls. Remember what God said? How about you go march around those walls worshipping me? Could there be any more dangerous place to march? I mean, honestly, soldiers on top, Dwayne Johnson's up there, and the Hulk up on the walls. God says, why don't you go parade around in front of them for a few days and just worship? That's dangerous. But that looks unwise. What happened? Seventh day, in the middle of their worship, as they take that dangerous step of walking around the walls, the walls fall down spontaneously. And they take that bit of promised land. That's what happens. The Bible is full of stories of people who, when they step bravely with God and when they learnt to do that journey with Him, their lives were blessed every time. There's not a story that goes, they stepped bravely and that was that was it for them. No one ever saw them again. It's not, there's not a story in there like that. The, the, the end is written. It's take brave steps. It's take brave steps. So I'm going to pray 
in just a moment because I believe the Lord has spoken specific words of leading over you. Recently, I don't know how you responded to those words. You might have gone too big. You might have gone, yeah, but Jericho. Or you might have gone, yeah, but the flooded river. And I'm saying God's helping you today. And his help is coming by saying, change your decision to how you respond to your fear. He's not taking away the fear. He's saying, change how you respond to it. Don't turn away anymore. In this season, learn to be brave. Step into unknown territory in all its fear. Learn to be brave with me and you will be blessed immensely. Thank you, Father. Thanks for this time together. Thanks that you know we get scared. And thanks that you just don't stop calling us. I want to pray specifically that you be working in this moment to remind people of the words that have been prophetically spoken over them of kingdom, destiny and blessing and purpose. I want to pray in this moment that as people are making decisions, changing their response to fear, deciding to step bravely where they have turned away before, I pray nothing less that the shackles of fear be broken and new freedom and immense blessing, joy and purpose be poured out and healing and restoration come in freedom as people do that today. Come Holy Spirit and thanks that we get to be in this place and sing that you reign and we exalt you. Yeah. We're just going to stand together in prayer team if you could if you come forward, because I want to sing a song, but I, I know that the call to be brave is actually called to do something. And um, we sort of just arranged for a prayer team to be ready to prophetically speak strength and courage over you this morning. For you who know what God has said, there are some here who know that God has spoken words and He has led. And your question isn't what has He said? Your question is how on earth would that ever happen? Your question is, how will I overcome that to see those words bear out in my life? And so I just thought, we just in Jesus' name want to speak those words prophetically, be strong and courageous. And as those in the prayer team do, we're praying the shackles be broken. And so the thing is, as we sing this song, um, come, come if you're responding and just share briefly, this is what the Lord has spoken over me. And the prayer team member will speak prophetically these words of strength and courage over you as you change your decision. And we say, Holy Spirit, come do your beautiful work in this space. Yeah, let's do that. I know it's scary, but it's not brave if you're not scared. So that's the call. Yeah, you lead us. Thanks. Yeah.